T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Lou Merloni this week brought to you by Zenny, the official eyewear of the Boston Red Sox. Major League style at minor league prices. Visit Zenny.com. And he joins us this morning on the Harbor One Hotline. Hey, Lou. What's up, boys? Good morning. How we doing? Another another win for your beloved Boston Red Sox yesterday. Yeah. I I think you I think you may be right about eighty seven plus wins for this team. I mean, I I have like many I have PTSD and I keep waiting for them to fall apart. But um, they're they're on a bit of a streak here. Yeah, and you know I think everyone's sort of waiting for it. I, you know, just but fifteen sixteen games into it, people say they can't keep it up, and I think they can. And maybe not at this pace. It's just I think they're deeper than a lot of people want to give them credit for. The effort is there. That thing is consistent. That is sustainable. You know, I think they lose a body or two. They slide some other guys in the roles. They have more pitching depth than people want to give them credit for. I don't think they're going anywhere. I'm not saying they're going to run away with the American League. They're going to win the American League or even their own division. But, again, you know, the starting point here where people thought they were going to win 79 games, you know, 80 games, and I just – I didn't see that, and and I had them at eighty seven, high eighties, and they might sneak into the nineties. We'll see where that takes them. So, is the significant difference between because it, it, you know, I, I, it doesn't seem to be personnel. Is the significant yeah. difference between this year and last year the manager? Well, I think it's I think it is personnel too, though. I mean, I think that you know the pitching staff last last year was like a four A staff. None of them, you know. Only three or four or five guys deserve to be in the big leagues or had earned that right, okay. you know, and the others were just giving it to them. So I, I think the pitching-wise, the personnel is a lot different. And and some of the guys that he brought in, you know, Kike Hernandez, Marwin Gonzalez, you know, guys have been in the World Series before, guys that have won. You know, Hunter Renfro was in a World Series last year, you know. Um, so it's just he brought in some veteran pieces, you know, similar to 13, some of the guys that they brought in kind of just – Guys that can play the game that have won in the past, but there's no question Alex Cora is a huge difference. I mean, they they love playing for him. He gets a lot out of his guys. Um, communicates well with them. Uh, a lot of this, yeah, that's have to do with him and the, and the new personnel. 
Lou, what is it about, like, we talk about coaches in sports, right, and how they can get the best out of their players. And, you know, some sports, you don't need a great basketball coach because you just got to have the best player. But what is it about baseball and what the manager can bring out of players or, or just seems like it makes it look like he can make a team play better? Well, I think, you know, look at, like, with Cora and, you know, his career, utility guy. I mean, there's just a – there's just a lot of failure, you know, there's a lot of up and down, you know, and he still had made a career out of it. So I just think communicating that relating to the player, you know, the player sort of sits there sometimes thinks he's the only one going through it, you know, and when he's going through a tough time, just look at a guy like Rafi Devers, you know, he's like, man, I just right now, let's be honest. I'm, I'm, I'm lacking confidence throwing the baseball. And of course, like, yeah, you know what? I was like that. No seven, you know, no wait, whatever. Then this is what I did. I, so I know what you're talking about, but this is what I did to work out of it. And you're going to be just fine. Don't worry about it. And then a week later, you know, he's feeling better about himself. And you kind of look at each other, and, you know, and you're like, okay, thank you. You know, thanks for helping me. So I just think the fact that he can relate, and it's not just position players, it's not just hitters, but it's also pitchers and understands, you know, this game, failures, mentally what guys are going through, and maybe at times exactly what they need to hear. I think that's where he's really good at it. Hey, Lou, if the record had been reversed and they were 6-11, and 11, would we be hearing the mm-hmm. core of cheating stuff? Like how important was the start for him and, and – we were talking earlier in, in, in the last couple of days about Edelman, and it's so amazing how the football guys you can't like you can't even bring up the steroid issue with Edelman in the Hall of Fame. People get like it doesn't matter in football, but it's the cheating in baseball is still so stunningly different compared to other sports. Yeah, yeah, I don't get it. I don't know if it's just fake outrage or just you know part of the kind of like hate on baseball mob that wants to jump in it, but I think it's more than that because it's been going on for years. Um, you're absolutely right. A guy gets busted, you know, steroid use, HGH, whatever. In baseball, they're done. You know, they don't want him in a Hall of Fame. They want him out of the game. He's a complete disgrace. And in football, it's like, well, when can he come back? So he's got four weeks off, and then he comes back week five, right, which is perfect because that way he can kind of rest his knee a little bit. Like, it's a completely different conversation. Um, the start is very important for these guys. You know, and everybody can sit there and say, well, they're only 16 games into the season. We'll see. Well, like you said, if they were 5-11, and 11, I think that people would already have their outcome of what this team is and who they are. So, um, and Cora would be getting shredded. Hein Bloom would be getting shredded. All of a sudden now people are sitting there saying, you know, I don't mind this Hein Bloom guy. I think he's kind of onto something, right? So, I mean, the whole, just in the three-week span, just the whole talk around the team and some guys individually, I think, changes. Lou, we were talking about, like, you know, cheating in the game and how, you know, in football – there's a lot of things that you try to do to push the limits. It's like everybody's doing it. In baseball, you know, it's kind of been like that unwritten rule. How do you feel like of the whole cheating in baseball, whether it's stealing signs and whether it's the Astros going, you know, a little bit extreme to steal those Wiggy signs? Wiggy has absolutely no problem with anybody cheating. Yeah, like I, he doesn't bother. <laughs> like stealing the playbook out of the locker room is right. not a big deal to Wiggy whatsoever. Yeah, like. don't leave it there. <laughs> I, I think uh, what the Astros did was a joke because I think and the biggest reason why, you know, when a guy's on second base and if you can decipher the sign he's using and you can relay it to the hitter, so be it. But there's a reason why he's given multiple signs because he knows you're out there and he knows you're trying to cheat or you're trying to get an edge. What the Astros did is catchers had no idea that they were being preyed upon. You know, man on first, you know, you go to one side, man on third, one sign. First and third, one sign. Base is empty, one sign. And there's no reason to give multiple signs because no one's on second. 
the Astros are taking advantage of that. And, 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 you know, at a time when teams weren't being defensive about it. So that's the, that's the thing that gets, gets me, I, you know, the video stuff in the middle game, so be it. I don't really mind too much. Um, I, you know, I understand why they want it kind of out of the game. I get that, but there's a lot of natural science dealing. I mean, a lot of it, you know, and I still think this team is good at it. I still think the Yankees are very good at it. So I think the Dodgers are very good at it because they know what to look for. Um, but I'm with you, Wiggy. I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think the Astros went way too far praying on a catcher that had no clue that people were looking at his signs. Lou, it's Tournament of Champions Week uh, <laughs> as far as who's going to replace Danielle, and Elaine is here today. What's up, Lou? Um, yeah. And, uh, hey, Elaine. How are you? I'm good. Has, how are you? She has a question for you. Good. I'm surprised you haven't decided to leave yet with these animals. <laughs> <laughs> She's close. I'm close. I've, I've flirted with the door a few times. <laughs> she fits right in, though. <laughs> <laughs> Lou, there's rumor mill that Bloom may be sneaky. Sneaky is like the word of this season, I feel like. Wouldn't want the Red Sox yeah. to really compete this year, so maybe he could sell at the deadline and kind of rebuild the team from, you know, scratch. Do you think the team really needs to be rebuilt? Uh, can you make that call right now? Yeah, I think he's starting that rebuild process, but I, I totally know what you mean. Like, I think that, you know, if he was kind of on the fringe but out of it and people just looked at it as a total rebuild, he would sit there and say, okay, I'm going to maximize Ottavino. I'm going to maximize Matt Barnes. Um, we'll see Vasquez, who knows, we're going to get a ton for him because I might like this kid, Connor Wong, behind him. So, you know, yeah, and I think if you're in first place or in the playoffs, I think that makes it extremely difficult to do. I still think that he can make some moves on the fringes and kind of, uh, you know, even if they are into it. But um, it'll be interesting. I, I don't think he'll mind that if they're in the playoff race, to be honest with you. But uh I think he's done a really nice job of kind of actually rebuilding this thing. I think the minor league system is a lot better than it was two years ago. I think you're going to see this thing top five, top ten minor league system, even by mid-season reports with the same guys. So I think he's already done an awful lot to rebuild this thing. Speaking of that, Lou, uh, prediction now, a couple weeks in, first and second place in the division is who? Who finishes one and two? Tampa Bay and Toronto. Ooh. Hmm. Yeah, Tampa Bay wins the division, Chicago, Minnesota, and the Central. I don't know, really know about the West right now as much. I still get to see those two teams. I still think Tampa's the best team. I thought they were at the beginning of the year. Um, Yankees are a fourth-place team. Red Sox are in third with that 89-90 win total range, maybe. But I think Toronto, Toronto's actually a team that scares me, and they might actually be the best team in the East. But i got to see more. I mean, Robbie Ray and Stephen Mack, these two guys, lefties, that I think were questions coming in, given what they looked like the last couple of years have been just absolutely lights out. And Ryu is great. who's throwing tonight. So if those other two guys can keep that up, that rotation might be enough because that offense is good. But the race pitching, like some of their best pitchers on this staff, well, obviously Glasnow is, but the second best pitcher and the third best pitcher aren't even here yet. Like they're coming up like in another month or two. Like they're not even here yet. So that team is just absolutely stacked in pitching. Lou, I heard you guys yesterday talking about the seven-inning games. You don't you don't mind them, mm-hmm. correct? You're not you're not a, a traditionalist. I I like the seven inning game doubleheaders. I like those. Now there's conversation about going to sevens total, and then I would hate it. Like I would despise it with a passion. But the doubleheaders, I think it's nice. I think it's unique. I think it's different. I think it kind of you know before doubleheaders like oh, that's a long day of baseball. I want no part of it. Now I think people are kind of curious what a seven inning game looks like. So it's all about drawing up interest. Lou, when you look at this Red Sox team. 
Uh, they a playoff team in your mind? What's the expectations for you? You know, come the end of the season for this Boston Red Sox team. Yeah, I do. I think. I mean, I think that they are kind of like that fringe playoff team. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. um, I, I think ninety wins is kind of like a fringe playoff team. Um, I still need to see and listen. Everything could change because next thing you know, I mean, by by August, you know, Sale could actually come back and look like Chris Sale. Evaldi could stay healthy. Erod could be healthy. Tanner Howe could be in this rotation. Whitlock could be in this rotation. Seabolt could be in this rotation. So I think actually like the floor, like the floor for this team to me is like 87, 88 wins and like a third place finish. But yeah, they should be competing for a playoff spot. And if things go well with the staff late in the year, then they should be a playoff team. By the way, Ken, Whitlock, Rule 5 guy. I don't know if you knew that or not. Oh, baseball yeah. hard yeah. That a boy, Greg. <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah, Rule 5 guy. Okay. Well, I keep him here all year. I don't want to get into what that means, but that was a, that was, that was a good <laughs> job. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> and it was very nice of Wiggy to ask the same question that Ken just asked about lose expectations for the season. <laughs> uh, listen, I had a discussion. I won't say who it was, but I had a discussion with one of Lou's uh, teammates yesterday. About that very pitcher and about the, them mm-hmm. being the organization being very high on him. Okay. Very high on him. Yeah. Very. Yeah, that's why they're stretching him out. Yeah. I don't know if he'll be in the rotation this year, but I think they're counting on him kind of be there like next year. I think they look at him as rotation depth. I mean, he's he's filthy. And he's like a steal from the Yankees. I mean, it's 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 a beautiful thing. Like, you know, rule five pick, you just sort of sit there. Like last year, the kid Jonathan Arose, whatever his name was, and you're like, yeah, you got to bury him in the – all year long, keep him up all year long to kind of keep him in your system because you want him in your system as a minor league player. This kid's not that type of Rule 5 pick. Like, this kid's like, you know, your, your best reliever other than Barnes. This kid's, like, going to be in your rotation. Like, he's an absolute stud, and that's a great find for Bloom. All right, Lou. Oh, there you go. Well, rule thank, 5. Thanks for getting up. And, yeah, Rule 5. Oh, what's get, Rule 4? What, Rule four is that a game must go past four hours. Uh, that's a, that is that's rule four in Major League Baseball. <laughs> uh, all right, all right, Lou. Bye, Lou. It's great to talk okay, to you. All right. You got it. Have a good one. Thanks, Lou. All right. Later. There's Lou Merloni. Baseball's now, back. <laughs>